Okay, hi everybody. I know we are live. It takes a few seconds to kick in, but we are live. Yeah, happy Monday, happy Monday. Guys, I have a treat today. You are going to love these conversations today. It is beautiful Monday morning and it is Valentine's. It's the day of love. And I have an incredibly loving creature here that I'm going to be interviewing. But let me do the intro first, guys. This is the official intro. Someone that I admire a lot and look up to, okay? So keep that in mind. Yvonne E. Silver is a speaker, best-selling author, expert, coach, and mentor. She's also the founder of Women's Confidence Coach, author of Words, Women, and Wisdom. I love that. And Yvonne teaches ambitious female founders and entrepreneurs with a mission uh, to flourish in business, to bloom, and how to behave with confidence so they can move up from solopreneur to CEO. Yvonne, welcome, welcome, welcome. Good morning, Fabiana. It's so nice to be here. Thanks for the invite. Yes, it's so nice to have you today. It's such a special day, right? It's uh, the day of love. <laughs> yeah, you, you spend the day with people that you love and adore. And I'm so glad to kick it off this morning. Yes. yes. Uh, let's talk about, about women and let's talk about words and wisdom. I have your book here, your bestseller. Yeah. And I love it, by the way. Um. What brought you, and I want you to share a little bit of your story because it's, it's for those who have not heard your story on the women's journey before, Yvonne was here with us before, guys, but I want you to share a little bit of your background and what inspired you to, to your mission and what you're doing today. Yeah, absolutely. I um, You can tell from my accent, um, I wasn't born in, in the U.S. or Canada where I live. I live in Canada, in Calgary, Alberta right now. Um, but I was born in London, England. And growing up, my mom, who used to be a professional woman uh, in business, married my dad late, so after World War II. And he actually had come back from Dunkirk with a bullet and... <laughs> yeah, bullet in Dunkirk. And, um, Go ahead. <laughs> he took a bullet in Dunkirk and literally um, it impacted him so severely, that whole experience, that he came back with PTSD. And so it showed up because he wasn't treated. Thousands, hundreds of thousands of men weren't. He showed up as a very angry, impatient man. And he literally criticized the life right out of my mum. He drained her dignity. He took away her power because she wasn't working anymore. And he took, even took away the car keys at one point. So he really took away her freedom. And I watched that growing up. And now I call her my first unmentor because she showed me what not to do. And I swore I was never going to be in that situation. And then he turned on me as well when I was 11 and literally screamed at me that I would never, ever be successful in life. Mm. And I'm just about to go into high school. It made a big impact. And I put up this shield that I carried for about 45 years by Vienna. And I, I put it up to protect me from, from someone I loved or I thought loved me. And then finally, after doing a lot of personal development work, 
decided it was time to put it down because it was actually keeping me small by hiding behind it. So that's the impetus for writing this book is now to leverage that experience and say, you know, how can I prevent more women from falling into that trap like my mom and like I did by having more powerful language? So it's about 44 words, positive language, positive concepts to help women ask for what they want and get it. And it's been incredibly successful. And so have my clients using those concepts. That's awesome. Can you share a few of those words? Certainly. So a really easy switch up is the word should. So a lot of times we should, you know, we should do this, we should do that. It's in our head. You know, we are, we're sort of dumping on ourselves and women in particular should a lot. And it's got this energy, this heaviness to it of obligation. Whereas if we just switch that word up for could, it has this energy of lightness and possibility and openness. And it's so much different in its energy. So that's a really good one. The other concept I like to share for men who are listening too, it's not all about women, yes. is um, the concept of appreciative inquiry. So it's something that was originally just uh, decided or not decided, determined by David Cooper writer. And I actually use two out of his four questions a lot in my work. So again, positive energy, positive language. So instead of going into a potential meeting and saying, well, what's wrong? What's your biggest challenge? What's keeping you up at night? Which is a lot of times in business where people start having a, a relationship building conversation. What I start with is tell me what's working really well and how could it be even better? So it's appreciating what is and then, excuse me, <laughs> and then how could it be even better? So inquiring into the future. And then I say, hmm, well, can you tell me a bit more? And they, they share. And then I say, can I share a bit more about what I do? Because I think we could work together and I could co-create with you something that will help you get to your goal faster. Wow. And people never say no because the, it's about a future possible opportunity so there's nothing to object to that's just a couple of simple examples from the book but the words you know receive gratitude um there's even a chapter the last chapter eight on a, a subject when no words are even required so simple things that women can do to exert their power without even saying a word you know simply just putting a jacket on to go to a meeting for example yeah. makes a difference yes you know what? I want to go back to one of the words, and it's because it's very popular. We use it a lot, and I think we use it because we heard it so many times when we were kids, and it's mm -hmm. the should, right? Yeah. The should. And I believe that is ingrained in our cultures. In our cultures, and I say that in plural because as women, we have been on this role for centuries, right? Mm -hmm. On the this is what the woman should do. Right. You this should be in the in the kitchen, barefoot and pregnant. No. <laughs> yes. But if it was a guy, and pardon, I'm sorry about the guys who are watching, but this is the reality that I remember when I was growing up back in Colombia. It was, well, he's a man. As if, you know, that excuses the guy to do whatever. And But the woman should. Yeah. And and I feel that is so, that is so wrong, but it's so challenging to break from, right? 
Well, it is. And I think that's part of the reason why I have my radio show, Viviana, and you've been on my show too, is um, the Words, Women and Wisdom radio show on BBS radio airs every couple of uh, weeks on a Tuesday at noon, mountain time. And what I do there is I showcase amazing women. So it's looking at women who have risen from some sort of tragedy to triumph and are now out in the world doing amazing work that needs showcasing. A lot of them are mission-inspired uh, entrepreneurs, such as yourself, with all the beautiful things that you do for the art community and also for Earth Day. You have another big Earth Day event coming yes. up. So mm -hmm. it's really about celebrating. Look, if one woman can make an impact and make a difference, how about you? What are you ready to step up to? And the more we showcase powerful role models, the more that people who have been considering doing something more or they're feeling unfulfilled recognize that they too have a role. They can step into their purpose as well and make a difference. Yes. I want to acknowledge one of our viewers because Milady Melendez, she's saying... It's a delicate, that should is a delicate, I guess she's referring to should. It's a delicate way to tell us I have to. Yes, <laughs> yes. it is, because it's a, it's got that feeling of obligation to it. I have to do this for someone else. I don't want to do it. Whereas could is about choice. It's about you saying, you know what? I could do this or I, maybe I won't, but I could. And what's the upside if I do that? So you're taking your power back by making a conscious choice. Beautiful. Super powerful. Yeah. Yes. And those, okay, so this is for us right now. For me, it's easier. A lot easier. I had to do years of of work, right? Of self-development to get to this point now where I feel free from the should or I have to. I do whatever the heck I want to. And I need to, to, you know, to reach my goals or just to be happy and live my life. Yeah. What would you tell a woman that is trapped in the shoot still, in the early shoot stages to speed mm. up this process? Mm. Well, first off, I think if you look at where you have in the past had one or two successes, because everybody has something, you know, even if you go right back to childhood, you know, we we're all born with, you know, toddlers, right? Unless you have a physical abnormality, you know, you learn to walk, right? You get up, you fall down, you get up, you fall down, you do it. You keep trying until you're up because you can see everyone around you is having such a fantastic time being mobile. Now, you know, my son, special needs son's story. He didn't walk until he was about two and a half. So, um, you know, I watch little kids toddling around that are like nine or 10 months and I'm like, oh my gosh, they're so cute. But for that woman who doesn't recognize what she's got to contribute, just go back and look at the times that you had something going on in your world that you do want to celebrate, whether that's getting great marks at school, whether it's earning your first paycheck. Um, delivering your, your your first child. I mean, there's so many things that we know that we can do and we can celebrate and then expand on those. What if I did this? What if I did that? Just step into what's possible. And maybe try that exercise I, I mentioned earlier on yourself, like put the mirror up, appreciate what's working really well in my life already and how could it be even better? Yes, I love that. And I think also small um, small 
celebrate small accomplishments too, right? Like they don't yeah. have to be big. We can just look at ourselves in the mirror and say, you know what? I got up this morning and I have this smile. This is quite an accomplishment already. Yeah, one one of the best things that I think is worth sharing, and it's so simple to do, is when you set your alarm in the morning, do not hit the snooze button, right? So today, five o'clock, alarm went off, I'm up, and I'm up, and I'm I'm investing my first thirty minutes on my health and well-being, right? Mindfulness, journaling, uh, hollow sync recordings, listening and visualizing, and gratitudes. That's my first half an hour. So I'm fueled up, ready for the day, and I feel then I can face almost anything because I am a empath, so my energy gets impacted by what's going on around me, um, and it gets drained sometimes as well. So I have to pay close attention, come to the conversation fully grounded, and you know there is a lot of power. You mentioned about you know looking in the mirror. There's a lot of power in mirror work. So mm -hmm. on my bathroom mirror, it has "I am enough." And, and I started putting that up after reading Louise Hay's book, You Can Heal Your Life. Um, yes. And then you and I are both in a mastermind together. We look a lot at language. And yes. that, that's, that phrase, I am enough, has also come up in our, in our group as well. It's one of the most powerful ones. But there's quite a few in um, Clarissa Burt's uh, book, um, yes. How that she just released as well, which is all about words that begin with R-E, so redefine and rejuvenate, and, and that's a powerful book too. I love that. So I'm going to ask you, um, you are a mentor, you're a coach. What's your experience? What is a common denominator here for, for females that you see nowadays? We have changed. Uh, we are gradually changing. <laughs> We're evolving. Yep. We're more independent. What's still there lingering from from past from past cultures or from from our past uh, generations that we need to overcome, according to what you see? Yeah, when I think about, and this was part of the other reason for writing the book is, you know, what is my what are my clients coming to me and asking about over and over and over? And it was about having more confidence. How do I be more confident? How do I have more confidence? And so that's the work that we do together. So part of that reason for writing the book was to share the concepts I kept telling them anyways, over and over, so a broader audience could step into more powerful language. I think that for women in particular, bragging is something that feels awkward and, and icky. And yes. so there's a process in the book, Words, Women and Wisdom, The Modern Art of Confident Conversations, it's called, um, that talks about how to showcase your work in a way that doesn't feel like bragging. So it's literally, you know, what did you do? When did you do it? Why? What was the impact? And what was the result? And a measurable result, something that's tangible that shows, you know, ROI or a percentage of improvement or a Uh, cost saving or revenue generated, client retention, something that has a numerical attachment. So you can see, look, I'm making a difference. Look at what I've been doing. And it's fact. It's not bragging. You can just speak to the facts of here's what I did. Boom. Wow. It is challenging. I have to admit that even myself, I don't like to speak about numbers. That's something that it's like the avoided subject for, for us. Um, 
it's a misconception, right? Because we think it's like if, if I want to, I want to inspire people. I want people to get the message. I I don't need to share, or I don't want to put in myself in a position of saying, I don't know, millions of viewers or whatever. And it, it that's a line that personally I can tell you I identify what you're saying because I have to say it. I am the voice for Art International, so I have to repeat that. But every time I repeat it, I feel like skipping. <laughs> what do I have to say? <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it's important for your community to know because obviously you're advertising them in your magazine. Yeah. You have subscribers. You have yeah. uh, paid sponsors. Yeah. So it's important for them to know that you have, you know, 100 million viewers, whatever that magic number is. Right, so right. It, it's not bragging. It's pure celebration, Viviana, of the yes. work and the people that are following you because you do such beautiful work. The magazine covers that you have on your magazines are mind-blowing. They're showcasing such amazing artists. Patricia Gagic, I know as well. Yeah. And some of her work has been celebrated. She's won so many awards recently. And that is an example of what you're bringing to the world is putting the spotlight on others, on artists. Thanks. So I find it fascinating that that is something that is still such a deep passion. And yet speaking about the numbers yes. is something that is, is a challenge. So yes. we can work on that. <laughs> Yes, that's going to be our next session. <laughs> so, okay, so I'm pretty sure I'm not the only woman on this one. And, and like you said, we need to be, we need to to do it in a way that we're we're speaking facts. This is what it is. So, why is it so much easier for guys to do this? I have to say that. <laughs> um, why? Well, from a psychology standpoint, there's a couple of studies that I reference in my book. Um, one that was mentioned by Sheryl Sandberg in her book as well. Um, but women, you know, women don't generally ask, right? We, I think it's because in the past when we've asked, we've been shot down. And so we learned, you know, very quickly, don't, it's like putting your hand on a hot stove, right? <laughs> it only takes one turn of burning your fingers before you say, hmm, maybe not. So I really want to encourage women, if you're not, if you're in a professional working environment and you're not sure what your value is, to you know, pick up a copy of the book, look at the exercises around your values and really dive into what did I do in the last year? Thank you. Yeah. What did I do in the last year that made a difference? How am I contributing? How is my work valued? If I'm doing the same job as three other people, what is what are my unique skills and abilities that help me to be doing it better, faster, more efficient, efficiently, more effectively, with more humor, right? Yeah. Sometimes it's a trait that you think isn't important, and yet when you have humor in the workplace and you can take the serious edge off something, that alone is massive. And once we start adding up those wins, when we start doing gratitudes every morning, and can pick at least three things that we were grateful for that happened the day before. And we start doing that on a regular basis, looking at what are three things that I really want to step into today to expand my own possibility and potential. And then at the end of the day, you can look back and say, wow, I did that. Wow, I did that. Wow, I did that. And the more you start building up those credits, if you like, kind of like a bank account, 
those success credits with yourself, the easier it'll be to start being able to articulate, this is what I did. And sometimes we don't even have to say it to anyone except the mirror, I am enough. And then you show up with a resonant energy that's different. We're not slouching and you know being shy and hiding our eyes and not being proud of what we do. We're standing in our power. People feel it. Yes, absolutely. And I want to go back to, to the gratitude point because I think it's so important. For us, is when we are grateful and we start articulating that and writing it down or putting it in a journal, it's like going back and saying, wow, I, I, I actually did this. I was able to accomplish this. Even if it's, I always go back to the saying because not everybody is doing the same type of work. There are so many small accomplishments that we think they're small, like a mother taking care of a kid all day long. Go, oh. go down, <laughs> go to sleep. That, that is massive. <laughs> you know? It's massive. I had my special needs son here yesterday all day long. Uh, actually, overnight, um, Saturday, slept over until Sunday. It's been a little while since he did a sleepover because he's had some medical challenges going on. And by the time he left, I was like a wet dish rag. <laughs> I was exhausted emotionally because... Yes. He's on all the time. You can't just leave him to do stuff by himself. He's special needs. So, you know, he might have a seizure at any moment. So, you know, wow. it's, um, yeah, being a mother is such a rewarding job. And yet it's, I think, probably one of the hardest jobs we'll ever, ever have is shaping this little person. And, you yes. know, Alex's story, you know, he's got such a golden heart. When he was 18, he started selling his artwork to raise money when he saw an Operation Small Telethon on TV and realized that he needed a credit card because of his um, his status. He couldn't get his own card easily. They kept losing his application. They didn't know what to do with it because he's not working and decided he was going to make a difference that way by selling his artwork. And he's paid for five children to have Operation Small Cleft Palate Surgery. Okay. And he's special needs. Like, come on, people. What is everybody else capable of who has all of their mental faculties, their arms and the legs, even if you don't have your arms and your legs? Because I interviewed a beautiful girl in a wheelchair, Miss Canada wheelchair, uh, Vayan King, a little while ago on my radio show. Um, we still can make a massive difference. Exactly. Whatever we are, whatever the position whatever the work you're doing, or even if you're not, like I said, if you're a stay-at-home mom, I mean, that's powerful as well, right? It's undervalued, and they're, I can't remember the doctor's, um, PhD doctor's name, but she was doing some work around the value that yeah. women, of, of women being at home and raising our own children versus yes. going to work and putting them uh, into some sort of daycare arrangement. It's huge and it's unpaid and it's unrecognized in many, in many, um, many countries. But it's yeah. super powerful work. Like if you can shape a human being's heart from the beginning and them grow up as a conscious child who wants to make a difference and do things, good things for the community and for their neighbors, that's powerful. Powerful. It is. Work. 
it's an impact in the world because if you think about it, that's what we need, right? That's what we need. We need, we need more educators. I bought a book at Christmas called Did Santa Wear a Mask by mm. Tristan Gregory. And she's a girl who is an educator. She's a um, beautiful singer and a model, but she's also doing this work as an author of, of helping parents raise conscious children by being more deliberate in your parenting, doing different things with them to really stretch their mind, but things that will help contribute to humanity, to contribute to the community. So, you know, being an earth ranger, for example, like, how does that make a difference? Well, it helps the planet, right? And parents have the opportunity to shape those conscious minds when those kids are very young. And then they grow up thinking about how they can help others more readily. It's powerful work. It is. It is powerful. What you're doing is, is powerful as well. I have to say that you're influencing so many women, me included, and it's just powerful. I think that you are going to influence a generation, you know, anybody that gets in touch with you and is working with you because just by doing so, and I, and I tell you by experience, now I tell my, my granddaughter, um, who's, I don't know, I think she's gone to school and they are teaching her to say sorry too many times. Oh. I just keep telling her, you don't have to say sorry. You don't have to say sorry. You don't have to say sorry. I'm trying to shape that in, in her mind, you know, because we need to lead by example, but we also need to influence them. So I think what, what you're doing is incredible. I really do appreciate your work. Mm, thank you. Mastermind, as a mentor, and, and what you're doing for women out there is amazing. It needs to be expanded and amplified. And, and I'm happy to have you here today. Um, before we go, we're uh, reaching almost the top of the hour. What is a message if you had that woman that is that is better? I mean, so many, right? I've been there. I've been there in, in the, at that point. I was homeless at one point, right? So I know what it is to be there. Yeah. What? And let's. I'm gonna put myself in that. I'm gonna say this is me in in a bench, in a bus bench, where I had nothing. I I lost everything, and I had no idea what I was going to do. And I wonder now if I had Yvonne in front of me that day, what would she tell me? Mm. Well, firstly, I would reach out my hand, and <laughs> I would invite you to take my hand. And so that there was some personal connection. Um, certainly when you're at that level, you know, if we look at you know, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, which is kind of a classic, you know, in uh, psychology training and studies um, and human resources too, um, it's about getting them to a safe place. So before you can start doing a lot of self-development and growth work, you have to feel safe. So you've got to have your food, your shelter, your safety taken care of first. Once you've got those in place, then you can start building on yourself and your self-esteem. But you can't do it without having those other survival pieces taken care of. Um, definitely would want to give her a copy of my book, um, assuming that she read English. Um, or it's on audiobook now too. So, you know, if there was a way that they, that she could be listening to it on audiobook, that's powerful too, even if you have a, you know, a cell phone or whatever. Um, 
But that word about sorry, I think that's so powerful, Viviana. Thank you for sharing that. My uh, explanation in the book is stop saying sorry. And Canadians say it a lot because we're so polite. And yes. so England too. Um, so instead, just step into whatever the situation is and just say instead, I, I think I do that differently next time. May I be forgiven? And I will... Yeah, I'll just ask for your forgiveness now. Awesome. Awesome. But how many people don't want to give forgiveness when someone right. is up to something? It's very rare that people say, no, you're not getting my forgiveness. And yeah. if they choose that, you've offered it up. If they want to hang on to that, that's going to be resentment energy that's going to hold them back. You can yeah. you know, breathe with a clean conscience because you give them the chance to honor that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. We have Clarissa there. Hey, Clarissa. <laughs> I can't see the chat feed. So hi, Clarissa. <laughs> I see it here. It's nice that you're watching. I I have to go back to something that you said. It touched my heart because it was it went through my mind yesterday. Because I don't know. I you know sometimes we get flashbacks or think about situations. How can I help this person? And there's something important you said. Is I would I would extend my hand <clears throat> sorry i would help this person yeah how can i help right and that is so important because when we are in this journey of development and and a lot of us are in this uh hopefully right a lot of people are self-developing and growing and becoming bigger better incredibly human beings that we are meant to be Sometimes we forget, and, and it's important to know that not everyone is ready for that. Somebody that is fighting for survival needs to feel safe first. Yeah. So the first thing we need to do instead of, and, and I'm sorry, and I have to go, um, I, I do have to say I'm sorry on this one because I'm going to involve the church. Because <laughs> what I was remember is some a, a situation that I saw when a guy was losing his, his uh, livelihood, his home and someone said I'm gonna pray for you and it's okay to say that mm -hmm. but if there's any way that you can help stop before you say I'm gonna pray for you or stop before you say this is what you need to do or you know uh, the power of attraction whatever whatever else you want to say stop for a minute and help Mm -hmm. Because I think we're, as a society, we are forgetting that we are all in a roller, uh, roller coaster. It's, yeah, you're going to get it, power of attraction, uh, think positive. And that's all good. It works. It works. But we need to help. We need to learn to extend our hand. And it's okay. And it's nobody's fault or they're not a failure because they, they are in a worse situation than we are. We need to see all of us as the same. So how can I bring you and help you now that you need help? Mm -hmm. For me, that's so important. And so I feel like so blessed to have you <laughs> because no. you said those words to me and that means a lot. It means a lot because I remember being in that situation and having a lot of people saying, I'm going to pray for you. you it's, it's going to be okay. Trust me, it's going to be okay. <laughs> I feel like it in the moment, though. <laughs> and you feel like, 
Am I at that moment you feel like, okay, am I wrong in hoping for more from you? But let's not forget that we need to help. So that I take that as one of the most valuable things, uh, Yvonne, because really it is so important. It is so important. Thank you for reminding us of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, certainly, um, you know, there's a, in that, in that example of, you know, being on a bus, bus bench, right? There's a lot of people that would walk past and not do anything. Um, I'm a curious mind and I love helping people. You know, that's nurturing personality is part of my, you know, personality style, nurture first and then action is my close backup behind that. So, I would want to. I would want to understand more about how did this person get there. Get there, um, yes. but before they're ready to share their story, they need to feel safe. And so yes. you know, they may not have eaten for a, you know several days. So you know what what can we do about that first survival, and then get to you know having more conversation. Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much. I'm I'm touched. I'm totally touched with this interview. <laughs> well, thank you for inviting me, Viviana, because I know that you have such a big heart. You're, you know, doing work, as you said, for the planet, for helping artists, which is, an, again, a, a group that are very often either understood or unappreciated because artwork is so personal to, yeah. you know, to one person. It's something that is a miraculous expression of their soul. And for someone else, they may or may not see the beauty in the same way. So it's a community that does need, I believe, to be cherished. Absolutely, absolutely. Thank you so much, Yvonne, for your kind words. Guys, go and grab this book. It's Words, Women, and Wisdom. And you can see it at Yvonne's website, which is right now scrolling here. And we're going to put it on the comments as well. So you can go and, and get Yvonne's book. And if you are looking for an incredible mentor, oh my goodness, I totally recommend her. <laughs> totally recommend her. Thanks, Yvonne. Thanks, everybody, for watching. This has been an incredible time. I'm so, so, so inspired. It's gone so fast. Thank you, Viviana. <laughs> I'm super, super, super inspired by this. So have a wonderful Monday and have a wonderful, inspiring week, guys. And I'll see you next week at the Winner's Journey podcast. Until then, don't forget, stay inspired. <laughs> Thank you. Happy birthday.